Okay, 27. So we've clarified that closeness to Hashem is not related to space, but it is a deeper kind of closeness. Physical closeness, proximity. If anybody has a little bit of a of an amuna, you know, a little bit of chazal, right? We said, in, in, in speaking of closeness physically, if you could say physically to this proximity, bless also pranamine. Kodesh Baruch was everywhere. So automatically he's close in that regard. So that can't be what David Melech was saying, right? So what is it? So let us first think about the concept of closeness in this world. And thereby try to understand more profoundly what closeness Hashem is in the spiritual world. We shall begin with an example. A man is sitting in his house and speaking on the phone. During his conversation, a friend enters the house. The host indicates to his guest that he should wait a moment until the telephone conversation is finished. After he finishes talking, he apologizes for having kept him waiting. Explaining that he was talking to a close relative. The guest then asks, Who is the close relative? Where does he live? The host provides his full name and adds that he lives abroad. The guest then asks in surprise, If he lives so far away, how could you have called him a close relative? The host answers, I didn't mean that he is close from a perspective of space, but rather that he is closely related, he is my cousin. In the physical world... There are two kinds of closeness, spatial closeness, closeness and familial closeness, such as a father, a son, an uncle, a cousin, and so on. The familial closeness of a family is totally unrelated to space. Rather, since they have a family connection, they have a deep bond based on their common ancestry, which makes them emotionally close. Or you could say it in a different, I'm sure you could use a different English word. I don't know what it means emotionally close, but... Bond. There's a bond because of the answer Mamela is sometimes a, sh- a stronger emotional closeness, for sure. <laughs> In other words, the closeness is more profound than spatial closeness because it is a relationship based on their common source. Since they share a source, there's a deep emotional closeness. Having 28, having clarified that there are two kinds of closeness, one spatial, one familial, which generates emotional closeness and bonding, we should continue to contemplate whether the two kinds of closeness are in any way dependent on one another. Clearly, spatial closeness does not guarantee familial closeness. Right? Try being in an elevator. You're really, really close to them, but you're really, really awkward with them. You really don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. There's no emotional closeness. Unless you like them. Clearly, spatial closeness does not guarantee familial closeness, and familial closeness does not guarantee special closeness. Yeah, right? You have cousins who are living in California. In other words, one could be standing next to another person and have no emotional bond with him. In fact, the spatial closeness might actually cause an emotional distance, i.e. the elevator, due to the differences of opinion that can create a rift between the two. Yeah? Spatial closeness, familial closeness. Conversely, a family closeness that causes an emotional bond or emotional closeness by itself does not necessarily come with spatial closeness. Sometimes the people closest to you, such as your father, son, best friend, are spatially very far away. And yet that does not conflict with their emotional closeness in any way. Hence, spatial closeness does not guarantee familial closeness, and familial closeness does not guarantee special closeness. This is all something that we understand, we know, but we're spelling it out. Now there's a distinction between the two. When we say that two people are spatially close, it is a condition that exists in the present. It can only be in the present. However, 
with emotional closeness, even though there is closeness in their souls, it might not be evident each moment. One may love his relative or friend and be very attached to him, but the feeling is not always in the forefront of his mind. At specific times, it comes to the fore, such as the time of celebration, on the opposite, when a person shares a difficult or painful experience with people who are close to him. 29, okay, one, it's one flow, you can't stop. Now that we have clarified the essence of closeness in this world, we shall return to consider closeness to Hashem. It is in any way similar, is it in any way similar to the kinds of closeness we are familiar with in this world? Closeness to Hashem. Kirvis of the Kimli Tov. I think... Yes. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as spatial closeness is concerned, we've already pointed out that nothing is as close to a person as Hashem. Which, by the way, is something that we, most people don't know. Right? Most, that's something that, even though he takes it as like a Dabra Pashit, that's, the, the concept of less Asr Panam is which is a Zohar Kaddish, is probably unknown by probably the, the vast majority of, of Klai What's funny, though, is the Nisnagim never refuted that point. That was never a point that they refuted. If you say it, no one's going to deny it. Because it's, because it's Emes. If you deny it, then they, they know naturally, they know logically that it's, that it's true. Just no one's ever thought about it. Yeah. We'll be denying it. So, no. So, so there is one denial that you could say that you might not get in trouble for because it gets very sticky. Is God in the bathroom? That gets into a sticky point. But I think, I think everybody, most people will say, I mean, people would say of course not in the bathroom. If you say Simpson Kipshuto, I think you can make that argument. Wait, is Mechlech's Malkon is so common? Is it... Simpson Kipshuto and Simpson Shalok Kipshuto. So we all hold Simpson Shalok Kipshuto. He didn't really mean something to himself. He just hid his infinite nature and revealed his finite nature. But the infinite nature is still there. It's just you can't see it. But some say there was such a concept of Simpson Kipshuto and therefore there are... I don't, it's hard, I don't even like to say the words. I don't even know how to understand their shita. There are limitations... He actually put limitations on himself. He actually made a rock that he can't lift, I guess. You know that question? Can yeah. God make a rock that he lift, a rock he can't lift? Whatever it is. We don't, but we don't hold that sheet. I'll go upon him. Most people, they, they, if you would ask them, oh, yeah, 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 Hashem's everywhere. Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is everywhere. Up, up, down, down. Even Uncle Moishi knows that. Right? We all believe Uncle Moishi. If you don't believe Uncle Moishi, you're Kofer. His songs are very deep. His sons? His songs. Songs, his songs. Just people, it's not in the forefront of their mind, which is, which is a big, big difference. It's very important. I mean, it's a very important Nakuda to think about. But that's a Dover Pashatim right now. He wants to go to 2.0. As far as spatial closeness is concerned, we've already pointed out there is nothing as close to a person as Hashem, since there's no place devoid of him. Less Asar, no place. Panamine, that's devoid of him. If so, Hashem and a person are in truth constantly really together, and they do not separate at all from each other, ever, right? There's nothing else in this world that a person is always so close to. Even in a situation where there is constant closeness between two individuals, they do not actually exist in the same place. Even in a situation when there is constant closeness between two individuals, they do not actually exist in the same place. It's not possible. But Hashem and the person are, are always close to each other with an unparalleled 
degree of special closeness. Let's finish up this note here. With regard to familial closeness or friendship, the Pasuk states explicitly, you are children to Hashem, your God. The Pasuk, do not forsake your friend and your father's friend, which I cannot tell you that Pasuk, because it's a Pasuk in Mishlei. Amen, that Pasuk. Al Yazov, Chavercha, I don't know. You got to cheat and find the Hebrew uh, sleep on the table. Oh, yeah. For sure. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. Refers to Hashem as a friend, a Rayach. Hence, we are both the children of Hashem and his friends. And we know that there's even more than that. We're slaves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're sons to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're, what did I say? Slave sons. We're friends. And we're also, there's a, there's a marriage. It's an Isha Isha. Right? Klai's a marriage. There's many different relationships that we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it's it's and a person can relate to all of them. Most people, when you right, when, you're all of them automatically in the depth, but in the realized form, most people are in Eved Hashem. That's how they stay their entire life. Never really move on from that. They never really act as a son to Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is where you change from being coerced into Avodas Hashem to wanting to do Avodas Hashem. A friend. How do you deal with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? A friend. If you, if, you do, if you do his bodas, like Rabbi Nachman says, speak to Kaddish Baruch Hu like a friend. There might be other ways. And then a spouse is already now, that's already a very deep, that's a yichud. That's an, 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 more of an intimate relationship. Now, obviously with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's going to be different. But it's something much, much deeper inside. And these are relationships that a person is supposed to try to... Does it depend on where you're at, where you're, how you're feeling at that moment? I'm, then you decide, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of have this relationship with Hashem like a spouse or, or now I'm feeling like a friend or is it just different madregas? I think it's it's different madregas but within there could be a person who's at a le- these are levels you have to work on your whole life I mean a person can get to the to the, to the uh, a person at the first level of being, being, feeling like an Evid but once in a while he has that momentary he feels like he's really connected to a Kaddish Baruch like a son you could have that a momentary meaning the level there are levels which Something that you have to work through for a long time, but then you can have moments of all of these. You could have right. You feel feel an intense attachment to a kaddish baruch during davening. A real a real emotional connection to a kaddish baruch during a certain davening or a certain something in your life that could be you hit the highest level. Even though it's not your level, you hit that for a moment. So it's both. It's, it's there's no rules. But the levels are are, are what needs to be worked on for a, for a time. And that's what this, this Sefer is doing. It's opening us up to a new level. Right? No longer are we, are we just a regular Ovde Hashem. Ovde Hashem is the lowest level is very simple. There's a Torah. Do the thing. Put your finger on the place. Where the tzitz is, just do it. Why? Because God said to do it. So on one level, it's, very, it's a low level. You're just like the lowest infantry. On another Madrig, if you look at it in a different perspective, it's actually very, very high. The fact that you're doing it, even without any... Fe- what? Like a Nassim Mishma type of... Yes. See, so, there's a lot. Right? On one level, it's low, so you need to work from there. But on another level, the fact that you're doing it without any reason is like a Nassim Mishma. It's even a higher Madriga. Because once you start getting into the world of reasons, you might be doing it for your own personal reasons, and now you went to low Lishma. So a low-level infantry who just listens to the commands of the, man, of the, of the whatever, the general... Without any question, even though he's the lowest man, in a certain way, in, the, in his relationship with the commander, the general, 
might be at a higher level than the lieutenant who listens to the general but often also makes his own decisions. He's deciding to listen to the general because he wants to, because he, he's a baldover. So the lieutenant can decide, yeah, I'm going to listen to you, general, but because I also think it's a good idea. An infantry would never say such a thing. <clears throat> so one level, the lieutenant's higher than the infantry. He's, he's a, higher, a higher rank. But you have to be very careful with the inner workings of his relationship for a certain amount of time. If he's not machnia himself, he might be lower than the infantry who's totally machnia himself to the general. So it depends how you're looking at this person. So that's, that's with all the, <clears throat> the levels of the relationships when, when, you're, when you're going through. That's why everybody says, what's the tachlis? Ahavas Hashem. Ahavas Hashem is higher than yours, Hashem. If you ask anybody what's higher, it's even in, in, even in the Rishonim. Why is an asay docha lo sasay? We know this concept. It's a locha concept. Asay is docha lo sasay. So the Ramban writes, because asays come from ahava, lo sasays come from yura, and ahava is higher than yura. It's, it's your you do. Ahava is higher than yura. <clears throat> the tachlis akol is ahava. Yet, in certain ways, Alter Rebbe explains and others explain, sometimes Yira is higher than Ahava. Because if you're Ahava, because Ahava's Hashem is based on my, almost my, my choice. I love you. I want, I, there's more eyes in it. And therefore it can potentially be tainted with a little bit of a low Lishma with the Lishma. Right? What? Versus Yira, which is, there's no I. It's about it's you. You, I, I'm, I'm scared of you. I'm in awe of you. Whatever you want. So sometimes, depending on where you're holding, you're is higher than Hava. You need both. It always oscillates back and forth. All these ranks, all these madrigas, it's always back and forth. You always need to check yourself. And that's how life is. That's how it always goes. It goes, Lishma, lo Lishma, Lishma, lo Lishma, Lishma, Lishma. Nasa v'nishma. We discussed, I think, last week. Nasa v'nishma, Nasa v'nishma, Nasa v'nishma. Emuna das, Emuna das, Emuna das. Like Yediyah, Lo Yediyah. That's, that's another way of saying it. Moon and Das is Lo Yediyah, Yediyah. And then a higher Lo Yediyah. Then a Yediyah. That's how it goes. I'm sure if you go back in your life, you could can, you can realize that this was happening. Does this make sense? So consequently, 36, the second paragraph, consequently a person is already close to Hashem from a spatial perspective. He might not be aware of it, but he is. There's no place devoid of him. And from a familiar perspective, you were children to Hashem. And from a perspective of friendship, do not forsake your friend or your, and your father's friend. So in what way, then, do we lack closeness to Hashem? We have it all. Right now, are we close to Kodesh Bavu? He's here right now. This, your kofar, if he's staying not here, he's not here right now. Are you friends with him? You, you, you automatically. Are you sons of him? Automatically. You can't lose that ever. Avinu Sheba Shemayim. Avinu, he's Malkeinu, he's everything. So what are we missing? So this point here is... The real, this is like the real turning point. Because this is all true. And this is how a Jew, this is how we grow up. There's a Boreolam, and he loves us, and he takes care of us, and he's the, the one who gave the Torah to Moshe. And that, that's, that's it. And when we go to shul, we dive into him, and we learn, because he wants us to learn, and we do mitzvahs, because he wants us to, because there's a Rebona Shalom. So everybody has that, to most of the degree. That's it, we have it. So we're all God-fearing. We all, in our ways, you know, love a Kodesh Baruch Hu. When things go right, we're happy. We say, We say, When it's thunder outside, we say, So what, what's, we got everything. We're good. 
This is where most people are holding. Yes? Says, says Rav Shor, it's the main point is missing. You have, you have, you want me to like, yell it? Yeah. I, I wonder, if we go back to the tapes to see how Rebbe read that line? The main point is missing. What do you, what's the main point then? We got it all. In this world, when someone is close to something, he senses that he's close to it. If one is related to someone, right? I, I, I know the table's here. I'm close in proximity and I know about it. And I feel it. If one is related to someone by virtue of being his father, son, uncle, or cousin, he senses the closeness. That could be you don't know some of your cousins, but once you know your cousins, you, there's a certain, you sense it. You see your cousins from a long time ago. Hey, something deep. There's something deep there. If one is a dear friend, he senses it. The soul feels it clearly. But the crucial question about the various kinds of closeness with Hashem that we have, space, family, friendship, and all the other relationships, do we feel that Hashem is close to us through all these relationships? Do you sense His presence in this room right now? Do you feel Him being a father or a, a spouse in that relationship, even though that's, that's a harder one? Do you feel Him as being a friend? Do, do you sense that? Is there something deeper besides just the knowledge? I know, or I believe. I was told that God is everywhere. I believe that. Have you ever seen that? No. Do you feel that? No. But I believe it. That's good. That's very, very good. That's very good. But there's another level. Another madriga. When we say that there is no place devoid of him, do we merely know this fact intellectually? Or do we actually sense that Hashem is with us everywhere? This is a big difference. If we would sense it, it would be a constant awareness since he's constantly with us. So if he's everywhere at every moment and you say, I believe that, so then he should be on your mind. I mean, a lot, at least. Let's say not every second. But, then he's, but he's always around. We talk nonstop about he runs everything. He runs the pranasa. He runs the weather. They don't need to talk about that, but I like to talk about that. He runs uh, every situation that happens. He's running it. So how often a day do you think about him running it? If you're a boss... I mean, unless you are a boss. Boss. Your boss is on the floor. Let's say he's the manager, he's the CEO, whatever it is. You might not be thinking about him all the time, but you see him. And actually, you probably do think about him a lot. Like, what do I have to do now? What does he want from me? These are thoughts that run through our minds all the time. How often do we think even, what does Hashem want from me? Not, that's not even a, a one-on-one. Like, he's here right now. That's, but do we even think about these thoughts? If he's truly everywhere... He's truly your friend. He's truly your, your father and you're his child. I mean, you would think in a logical way that we should be thinking about him, what he wants, who, where he is a little bit during the day. I mean, even during davening, we're not really thinking about him, if we'd be honest, for a lot of times. We're, we're, we're thinking about the words. We know that we're davening, that we know that, but are we, is it an act of awareness like Rabbi Nachman says, he says very simple. He says, he says, I could, <laughs> he has, I don't know if he says it like this, but he says, I could prove to you that, you, that you're lacking in Muna. How? He says, if you would really believe, if you'd, I don't know, he says, a Muna or a Das, if you'd really know or believe that, that a Kurdish Baruch was was next to you by Davening, and he was listening to every single word you're saying, because he's there, 
It's like, I bet you would daven better. Simple as that. If you really believed, you'd be daven better. And we have to be careful, just parenthetically, as we work on this, because tefillah is one of the main beneficiaries of this mahalach, as it's a discussion, it's a conversation with the Kaddish Baruch during the day. We have to be very careful not to get caught. And I don't like to, I just, you have to just be careful. I don't like to be negative, I don't want to be negative. Just be careful that when a person's, you know, doing things during davening, you know, the people do like, you know, motions, they do stuff. Just, if it's real, that's great. If you're really connected to a Kaddish Baruch as you're like, you know, flailing around and swaying, that's awesome. And I respect you, and that's great. But if you're just flailing around, and you're really, your mind's not real in a Kaddish Baruch you're not really with him, you're not talking to him, so just know that, and it can take you further from the truth than closer to the truth. What about somebody trying to be more... If you're trying to more what? A feeling of connection by doing, you know, the chitzonius to... If, if he's doing it and he's trying to do it, great. And if, and if, if he's conscious of that, it's awesome. And if it works, matov manon. But very often, it's not that. It's very, like, hard to... It's not, like, a tangible thing to know exactly when and how... You're, you, I mean, in some sense, I know this is not true, but you're creating a relationship with, like, something that's not there. I mean, it is, right? I know we'll build, we'll build that. But, I mean, <laughs> like, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to create a relationship with, with something that you... A, a, a concept in your mind. Right, so a person needs to be creative. A person needs to to try different things, and and then even when you do it, like you don't know what level you're on, or you don't know how you're connecting, or you don't know what way you're connecting. I don't think. I don't think. Again, I don't want to be negative. I just. It's just one. It's better to be real. To be real, if a person's conscious of his desire, he's conscious of this. He wants to get close, and he wants to try to use davening and whatever he's doing to become connected. In deeper ways, whatever that is, he doesn't know exactly what it is, but so then he will test things out and he will try to flail around if he this thinks that's the Indian. But then after a certain amount of time, hopefully he'll realize whether it's working or not. It could be it's working. For me, it never worked. And I only realized many years into the davening that my shuckling was really just nothing. It was just it was just nothing. Literally nothing. Does that mean that's by everybody? No. It could be the guy he shuckles, it could be that he's talking very close. It's possible. But when you start to understand and you start to become more conscious of this world and you start to be conscious more of what tefillah is and it's supposed to be you're actually, the words you're saying, you're actually having a conversation. Those words that you're saying, this is the belief. The words I'm saying, a Kaddish Baruch is listening to. It's like if I was talking to you, very simple, and I would be just like, hey, Penny, how are you today? Well, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not locked in. Like what did you say? A lot of, there's plenty of... Uh, and it could be that they're very... I'm just saying it could be... It could be the real vote. I'm just saying that a person has to be conscious of it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He's not saying it's be conscious. Be conscious. Be aware. You'll see. If a person would be conscious in his avodas, things would change. We, we're just... We, we grew up in a way of doing avodas Hashem without being conscious. You're an infantry. Just do what you're told. There's no thinking by you. You don't even understand anything. Most people live that way their whole life. Right? They just do what they always were told to do. There's no mindfulness anymore. It's a very low level just to get your legs to the shul. It's, it's very easy to get your legs anywhere. But to be in that place is, is, is harder. That's, that's what we're building here. That's the main point. The main point. 
and it's not complicated. It's bichlal not complicated, and it takes time. It's more complicated than ever before to be in that place in your mind. <laughs> complicated meaning because we're just so out to lunch. Because presence is not presence. If you have a device on your your hand or your pocket, or whatever, to be present with somebody bichlal. It means one hundred percent. Presence is one hundred percent. Standing right in front of that person, but you're not there. You are where your thoughts are. And, it's, and if it's by a physical person, you could be standing in front of a person and be totally not there, then yeah. try working with something which you can't see and you have to conjure up with a very intense consciousness and believe that he's there. Now, in a certain way, be- feeling Kodesh Brothers presence, is, it might be the hardest thing in the world, but as Michelle Sharm says, but it's also the easiest. Because you're never going to get to a place where you actually see him. There's no such thing. You know, that's not what we're trying to get to, like seeing Yud Kei Vavkei all day long. That's not the Tachlis. The Tachlis is, I believe. I believe that he's actually here right now. But it's a conscious belief. Not a, do you believe that God is everywhere? You're like, well, I never thought about that, but yeah, yeah, he, of course he's everywhere. Right? I never thought about that, but no. We want to get to a place, slowly but surely, we're, we're, this is what the Tachlis is, is to be conscious of our amuna. Consciously, Amaman. Amuna consciously. I don't know. We're thinking of a new title. The whole movement that we make when we say Shmanesa, when we take three steps forward, starting with our right foot, re- retreating with our left foot, that whole movement, they, they, talk, they actually talk about that in terms of you know, a relationship. They don't talk about the retreating back, but in terms of presence, what they do is... They, they actually tell you if you want to be present with somebody you you actually either bend down to them or crouch or make some movement. sort of movement when you speak to children to lower your body uh, to create presence when when you take three steps back and you take three steps forward to start Shmon Esrei the, it, it, what, what I believe that you should be having in mind is I'm about to take presence Stepping with into my the father of Shabbat Shemayim Yira, Ava, Yira, all, all those feelings that it's an incredible opportunity to really, it's really amazing that that the you know, Anshe Knesset Sagila or, or the people that put together Tefillah and those instructions in the Tefillah. They have many more instructions. That we, we, I, I don't There's know tons. That the, the if they can give you the halacha, they can tell you how to act. Mm-hmm. They can't, you can bring a horse to the trough, you yeah, can't make him drink. Yeah. What do they tell you? Feet together, right hand over the left hand, Head bowed a little bit. Really? Shuckling is not part of that. The Ramah, the Ramah adds, if you need to shuckle a little bit, it's halacha. If you need to shuckle a little bit to be ma'orer, you're a little tired, or you need just like, so then that's no problem. But really, you're supposed to be like a malachalakim. Standing straight, fully present with the one you're talking to. That's, so they give you the, they give you the, the structure of it in a physical sense, but then, which is going to be the, that's the, the, they're giving you the ability to then open yourself up to that relationship. They're trying to give you as much as they can give you. Of course, it says there, have kavana for the milam. It says, hispashas a gashmis. Don't think about it, right? That's the, the chassidim rishonim would try to remove themselves from all gashmis think, thinkings. Because anytime you think about anything gashmis, your presence, you have, you have 100% presence. That's, that's all you got. If you're thinking about anything else, anything in the back of your mind, anywhere, somewhere, you're losing percentage points. So it is. You come into Shemana you have maybe like 4% for the Boreolum. That's, that's, that's not a relationship. Right? So this is what we're working on.
the other aspect of presence is actually one of the keys into developing that relationship is also using the person's name multiple times when you, I'm talking about when you're talking to people. You know, when I talk to you and I say <coughs> name, and, I, and I say your name multiple times, it's a lock in for the person. <coughs> and Kakash Baruch doesn't need Artfilos, but he loves Artfilos. And when you use his name in a real presence type of way, you're giving, you're giving to Hashem. Not that he needs what you're giving, but his his th- those feelings that are that 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 uh, that aspect of the yeah, relationship. Yeah, Dale Carnegie over here. Yeah. Well, the, it, it it all it all fits in. Because well created this. This is what they teach you. If you want to have it, educators, anybody, people, parents, kids, all that. This is this is what we teach. Is is presence. You, but it really actually, if you think about all the steps that you're doing, you're act. If you if you look at Shmona Esrei, about about uh, the majority of what they teach you in those rules of how to really develop <coughs> relationships and engage people and provide presence are all in Shmona Esrei. I want to make I want to finish up, but I want to make one one connection. It's very very important, extremely extremely important. Important that when we're having presence, pick anybody, but we're speaking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu here, or a child, or a spouse. Or a friend. You, you want to actually give them the time of day and have a presence. It's very important for the person that you're dealing with, for the child, to be present with the child. We all know this. Right? So that they feel that you love them, that they're being listened to, that there's a relationship. But that's not the most important point. It never is, and it never will. I mean, not in a general sense. The most important part of presence is for you. To be present, to be a person who's presently there. That kid, you're with that kid, he's going to have millions of interactions with people. But for you, at that moment, this is, this is, you're the person who's working on his presence. When you're the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the ikr of the relationship is not for Kaddish Baruch Hu. He has lots of children. He loves us as a, as a Ben Yechidi, but it's for us to feel present with him. Mm-hmm. So when we're, saying, when we're saying Hashem's name again and again, we're trying to lock ourselves into that religion. Hashem's always there. Always. You want to be there? He's there. He's like, I'm waiting for you, man. I'm there. But for us to be people of presence, to be presently there, that's the major thing. To work on that, whether it's the Kodesh Baruch Hu, or the spouse, with a child, with a friend. Right? You know. You, I mean, anybody who's been in that office, you know, for a meeting, and he's all there, you just feel different. He's just all there. There's no phones really ringing. Okay, once in a while there is, but that's... He's all there. Or I'm sure everybody's had different encounters with people. He's all there. And then you feel there's a, there's a different feeling because you're giving 100% presence. There's a spiritual reality. There's something there. It's not physical. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a deep relationship. And it's felt. So he says... Again, I don't know where we're holding, 36 on the bottom. When we say that there's no place devoid of him, do we merely know this fact intellectually? Or do we actually sense that Hashem is with us everywhere? If we would sense it, it would be a constant awareness, since he's constantly with us, and in so many different madrigas and so many different relationships. As to familial closeness, do we merely know in our minds that we are his children? Or do we feel clearly in our hearts with a deep, permanent love, like that of a son to his father? 
<clears throat> Likewise, when a, when a person considers that Hashem is referred to you as a friend, as your friend, is this merely another fact that he knows? Or does this relationship live and breathe with him? Is this just like, yeah, the Kuliakar says that I'm, you know, that we're, I'm friends with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Torah says that we're Banam Lata Hashem Lekeichem. The, the, the Baal Shem Tov says that Hashem loves me more than I know. That's, I'm so happy that all of these other tzaddikim know. But do you know? Are you there? We could quote things from today till tomorrow, but do, do we actually sense? Is it, are we there? So that's what, Bill, that's what Rav Schwartz is trying to do. He came to, it, he came to it. This is not an intellectual safer. There's a lot of intellect to it because we, we're humans. But he came, this was his, this is, he's writing his process. This is what happened to him. He was in Panovich. He was a Haredi, learning Stark. He's not a simple person. He's pretty bright. And then he realized, what's the tachas of all this? What's going on over here? What are we doing? Who's God? And he went through an inner, an inner process of davening and crying and asking for help. That itself was the greatest revelation, the fact that he was... But that's what happened. And now, and now he's writing for us to tell us. This is, real, this is the real deal. Most people go through life unconsciously, especially their Yiddishkeit is unconscious. They do all the mitzvahs. They're going to get olam haba. You can always come back to it. I was very worried about that. Yeah, I know you were. So that's what I'm telling you. you could, yeah. You're still going to get olam haba. Yeah. You're going to get olam haba, but there's, there's a much better way to live. There's a much higher way. A person can have a real relationship. I feel different. Amuna, bitachon, everything's real. Simcha, simcha shamitzvah. It's all related to this sugi. If a person doesn't have this, it's very, very difficult. How does a person find the simcha shamitzvah? I'm so excited to put on my tefillin today. Why? You did it yesterday. Because I'm going to get massive schar. That's why. <laughs> in Olam Haba. Yeah. Right, right, right. Massive schar in 120 years, Mitzvah Shem. It's very difficult to have a simcha shamitzvah if you're, there's no current, present, constant... Something. When you bring a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in, if you recognize that he's literally standing next to you, and it's not physically, you, you believe, and you appreciate who you are, what he is, what this mitzvah does for me, it becomes a different mitzvah. It becomes a different mitzvah. And even if you're not fully there, someone told me the other day when we were learning this, and we were talking about, this is the first time we're talking about the talus. Remember? A guy during davening, came, before he put on still, he says, he just thought, for a second, that Hashem told me to do this mitzvah, a very basic kavana. It's like, whoa, it was a different, it was a, it was a different putting on talus. Locking in consciousness for a little bit even is a big deal. So, we're Zoha, that we're only on, that was only 29. We got, we got, we got a long way to go. All right, Hashem, we'll continue this uh, tomorrow. I had a crazy thought process. You what? I had a crazy thought process how me does come into play here. He's relating all of the all our relationships with Hashem to the personal relations that we have in this world. You don't have a proper mitos. You don't have a proper relationship with another person in this world. You just can't because everything's about the eye, or you're just not treating people properly. Your relationship is broken in this world. Your relationship is broken in this world. You can't have a proper relationship with Hashem. It's not possible. You're saying mitos with other people, then I can't have a relationship with Hashem. I mean, I believe you, but is that is that is that glot kosher logic or something? 